Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm Katrina Fava. I am the host of Messy Adventures in Living. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for uh, listening in. Thanks for joining in the chat room. Thank you for listening in the future. Wherever you are, grateful that you're here. Um, so uh, let me start off by telling you a little bit about me. Um, besides being a radio show host, um, this is just one of the ways that I like to create in my life. I'm also a mom of three great kids. They are 12 and 9 and 6. Um, I am a pediatric nurse. I have been for about 19 years in Toronto. Um, I am an author. I have written chapters in three different books. One of them is called Creations, Conscious Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. And the other is called Possibilities in Parenting, in which I contributed a chapter called Toolbox for Bullied Kids, which I'm super excited to share with the world. And my most recent one is a chapter that I wrote um, called Dear Judgment, we're breaking up in a book called The Power of Releasing Judgment. And you can find all of those on Amazon.com. Um, and you can find more information on my website, PetrinaFava.com. Um, I'm also an Access Consciousness Bars and Body Process Facilitator. Um, and if that doesn't keep me busy enough, I also make my own 100% natural handmade um, body products lotions, soaps, bath bombs, body scrubs, all cause kinds of awesome deliciousness for your body. And that line of products is called naturallyhappybody.com. You can check out all my stuff there. That's just a quick little blurb about me. So where did you land? Is this the first time that you're here on Messy Adventures in Living? Well, when you listen here to Messy Adventures in Living, this is what you get. You get to spend an hour looking at, or more if you click on several shows, uh, <laughs> looking at some of the very interesting beliefs, values, conclusions, things you've decided are true. And you will be challenged to not just reconsider them while you're here on Messy Adventures in Living, not just to reconsider those um beliefs and values and decisions that you've made, but to actually destroy them altogether. The idea is that um, destroying these beliefs and values and decisions and judgments and conclusions that you have um, will create the space um, for you to see the endless possibilities that exist. Um, the, the endless possibilities that always exist, but were previously masked and covered up by your decisions and conclusions. You'll be invited to ask questions instead, um, to tap into your awareness, and to step out of your mind. Um, you'll be invited to make messy choices to create your life, to jump in and get messy and not worry about having all your ducks lined up in a row or having all the lights be green before you get started living. So does that sound interesting to you? Are you ready to play? <laughs> so if you would like to join us today, well, let me tell you the topic of our show, because that might entice you a little more. So today's show is called 
belonging is separation. Um, if you would like to come play with us, um, you can ask questions or comment uh, by calling in the numbers at the top of the screen on the a2zen.fm website, or you can join us in the chat room. It's always fun to come and type your questions and your comments in the chat room. You can click on the chat room link in the upper right-hand corner of a2zen.fm, and then pop in a username and um, click log in, and you'll join the party in the that's already happening actually in the chat room right now. All right, so belonging is separation. That's what we're playing with today. So you've embraced your weirdness and have let go of trying to fit into this reality. Awesome. Now, are you truly willing to stand out, even if it means being the only one who gets you? Is there somewhere you're still trying to be part of the it crowd, even just a little bit? Have you given up completely fitting in? Or have you actually just shifted over into a different group? Our need to belong is creating more separation in our own lives and in the world. So how much of ourselves do we have to cut off in order to belong somewhere or with someone? How much does belonging have us trying to do it like someone else instead of doing it how you know you can do it? The only, the way only you can. Would you be willing to be totally different? like really totally different, even if that means following what you know when not even one single person is willing to come along with you. What if belonging creates separation and individuality creates communion? So just trying to like, you know, stir the pot a little bit. And I think in general, in in this world, in this society, in this reality, we think that um, being an individual or individuality is what creates separation. And we tend to think that belonging is what creates unity, creates oneness, trying to get people to have a sense of belonging. We seem to think that if we can get ourselves to belong or if we can encourage a sense of belonging amongst ourselves, that this will create more cohesiveness or more communion. But I've been looking at this recently, and I'm starting to really get that the more we try to belong, the more we actually separate from each other. And the reason is actually pretty simple. It's because we have to cut ourselves off so much. So we have to cut so much of ourselves off in order to belong, in order to be like someone else or like others. And so here are two or three people trying to belong and they're all cutting themselves off. They're all cutting bits and pieces of themselves off in order to try to belong together. So all three of them or four of them or five of them are cutting their parts off of themselves in an effort to try and create unity or create oneness or create communion, whatever you want to call it. But they're cutting off all, all three of them are cutting off bits and pieces of themselves. So how much farther away from each other are they actually getting? And how much farther away from themselves are they actually getting? So does belonging actually truly create any kind of communion or unity at all? Or does it actually create more separation? 
So I'm curious to know what brought you here today. What is it about belonging that's piquing your interest? What do you know about this? Have you been struggling to fit in? Have you tried hard your whole life to belong? Um, or have you been looking to belong? Have you been trying to find where you belong? Um, do you feel like you've succeeded in belonging, but you've cut off so much of yourself that you've forgotten who you are? What is it that's coming up for you? So um, I'll tell you a little bit about what this has been like for me in my life. Um, let's see, where should I start? <laughs> it's, I, feel like, I feel like I've never, as a kid, I never fit in at school. And I always felt like I didn't belong. Um, I always felt somehow separate. And I knew even as a young kid, that I was different. Um, I never could get into the gossip or the stories or like, you know, talk about TV shows with my friends and talk about nail polish and makeup. It was all just so boring to me. And and I thought that this was the reason that I couldn't belong with anyone. And I always noticed that I never, I had friends, but I never belonged really to any particular set of people um and of course probably none of you have done this but of course i made myself wrong <laughs> i decided that something was wrong with me because of course what would what of course something is wrong with me if i'm not belonging i looked around and i saw other people belonging and i didn't belong and i was like well i'm weird i just don't belong so but i tried and i tried hard and um Something changed after high school when I went to university to study nursing. Something changed. I started to become a little bit more outgoing, and I started to learn this valuable skill, right? Like um, there was something about becoming a nurse that had, that in my mind, made me valuable. And so I didn't really have a lot of friends in university, but I started nursing, and then I graduated, and I got a job at this awesome place called SickKids Hospital, which is a world-renowned, you know, esteemed pediatric hospital in Toronto. And when I started working there at first, I felt very much like I didn't belong. I struggled a little bit to learn what I was doing. Um, I kind of felt like, what the hell did I learn in university? I kind of wasn't really making a lot of good friends. Um but that changed. So I started to really take on this role. And over a couple of years, I so started to socialize more. Um, I took a charge nurse position and I started to belong, but not really. Do you know what I mean? Like I started to fit in, but I didn't really. There was always this underlying energy of, hmm, not really. <laughs> um, but I was I was I was faking it really good, and I was convincing myself that I was fitting in, and I was like, yeah, don't don't worry, Dory, you got this, you're doing it, you're doing. Look, 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 you belong here. Um, but there was this underlying energy, and there was this thing that I knew that I wasn't quite exactly. But I was in a place where I was valued, and um, I was kind of fitting in with the cool kids, you know, um, just half belonging though. And then something shifted when I started to. Um, read books by Wayne Dyer and I started to look into Reiki and I started to and I learned Reiki and I started to read things like Abraham Hicks and I started to really turn my attention to this 
um, metaphysical realm, things that I had been interested in since I was a kid, but I really started to head in this direction. And then um, I came across this modality called access consciousness, which you may have heard me talk about a lot. And access consciousness really talks a lot about embracing the difference that you be and acknowledging how different you are and celebrating it and not trying to fit in and not being the norm. And um, it felt awesome. It was awesome to finally acknowledge that nothing was wrong with me and that I could embrace my weirdness and my difference. And at the same time, I was really pissed off. (laughs) I literally remember sitting in classes and hearing people talk about embracing the weird you, being weird, being willing to not be normal, being willing to be seen as weird, being willing to be judged, especially that one, being willing to be judged. It made me so mad because I thought to myself, my God, I've worked my whole damn life to fit in and to belong to a group. And now all of a sudden, I have to be willing to be judged and embrace my difference. So I was excited about it. And at the same time, I was really pissed because I thought I had worked so hard to belong to a group and or to belong to a certain kind of, just to belong, this energy of belonging. <laughs> and so I was mad that I I was facing giving that up in favor of something else. <laughs> So have you ever have you ever felt anything like that um, where you worked so hard at belonging and then all of a sudden you realize that it's not what you thought it was and you spent so much time, um, so much time working hard at fitting in and belonging and then all of a sudden you had to embrace your weirdness. So, so that's kind of a little bit about what it was has been like for me, and um, so I gave up my need to belong for the most part. And allowed myself to be weird and got excited about, you know, being different. And slowly, just over the last couple of years, I started to notice something. I started to notice that I'm, I've been actually still trying to fit in and still trying to belong. Except it was just with a different group of people. It was it was now with the weirdos, you know? <laughs> it's like I gave up trying to belong to the cool kids crowd. And I celebrated my weirdness. And I was like, I don't need to belong to you. And I don't need to be part of your crowd. I'm going to be the weird one. The, I'm going to be the difference that I be. And then I'm like, look at all these people. They're being the difference that they be too. And they be weird too. I like them. I'm going to hang up. And then slowly I've noticed that I've just kind of steered my desire for belonging over into a different direction. (laughs) And so I'm really starting to look at what is this thing about belonging that we really feel like we need to have? And, you know, what are we misidentifying? And what are the lies that we've bought about belonging? So... Um, it's already time for a break. So we're going to go to break on that note. And when we come back, we're going to look at what belonging actually means because I looked it up in Etymology Online Dictionary. It's been a couple weeks since I've been in that dictionary. And um, I'm excited to share with you what I found when I looked up belonging. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. Belonging is Separation. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? 
Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 In the U.K., 033-0001-0625 Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm Petrina Fava, the host of this show. Thank you so much for being here today. The topic of our conversation is belonging is separation. Well, what the heck does that mean? Well, I've just been talking before we went to break, if you're just joining us now, how much I've been looking at what is this sense of belonging that we all seem to need to have. And, you know, we seem to have this, what I think is an erroneous point of view, that the more we try to belong to each other or belong or create a sense, create a sense of belonging, the more the world would be more in communion, we would have more oneness, we would be more united if we just could create a sense of belonging. And I'm calling bullshit because belonging requires you to cut off parts and pieces of yourself in order to fit in. And it also requires you to adjust who you are to fit. And I can't see how any of that can create any kind of communion or oneness. And, you know, I'm wondering how much in our effort to belong 
we cutting off bits and pieces of ourselves. All of us are cutting off bits and pieces of ourselves and we're getting farther and farther away from each other instead of having a really nice sense of communion. So um, if you've listened to the show before, you know I like to go on etymology online and look up words. Etymology is the study of uh, the original meaning of words and there's this cool dictionary, etymology online. If you look up words, you can find out what they meant. Um you know, hundreds of years ago, what they were originally intended. And sometimes they can really shed some light on to, you know, certain words that have a certain energy, even though the meaning that we have for them today doesn't exactly fit. And so look at what I found when I looked up belonging. So um, belonging, from the mid-14th century, belong as a verb, to go along with, to properly relate to, um, to pertain to or go along with. And then it continues and it gets even better. A sense of being the property of and being a member of. And then it goes on to describe belongings as a noun to mean goods, effects, and possessions from the 18th century. Okay, so did you get that? Belong, as a verb, means to go along with, to relate to, to pertain to, and to go along with. And then belongings, as a noun, means goods, effects, possessions. So, when I hear this a definition of belong as a verb, meaning like to go along with, you know what I picture in my head? Sheep. <laughs> I don't Sheep. Sheep who just follow, to go, just go along with. And isn't that what belonging is? Is it? Um, and belongings as in goods and effects and possessions. What is it about being possessed, being owned, that has us wanting that, that has us wanting to belong? Are you a belonging are you goods? Are you possessions? Weird, huh? I know. I don't want to be sheep. Do you? Comfort in the chat room. Um, Reba Jane, yes. Thank you for bringing up comfort. Um, comfort is a huge part of belonging. I really get that. Um, and so I was just, you know, starting to think about, okay, what is it about belonging? Like, what does belonging give us? And comfort is is was one of them um, on my list. So belonging is comfortable. Um, it's a group or a place where you know you can always go. And so you might be saying, well, then what's wrong with that, Petrina? Isn't it nice to have a place where you know you can always go? So how much do you create in comfort? Is there, can you create greatness when you're comfortable? And when I think about comfort um, and being comfortable, belonging and having that sense of comfort, I think of family, okay? Do any of you guys get that thing about family, comfort, going home to family, knowing you always belong no matter what? Yeah, well, I call bullshit on that one too. You want to know why? <laughs> because, isn't it interesting about family? I actually, just before I go on, I want to 
read a quote that I found, actually, by Dr. Phil McGraw. Do you guys know Dr. Phil? Um, And he says this. The number one need in all people is the need for acceptance, the need to experience a sense of belonging to something and someone. The need for acceptance is more powerful in your family than anywhere else. If that need is not met by your family, trust me, your kids will go elsewhere to seek it in order to find approval and acceptance. Are some of those words dinging for you or what? So I find it really interesting, this thing about family, because there's a sense of belonging to your family. And also, I mean, maybe it's just me. And also, it's the place where you get judged. You have expectations put on you. Is it a lie? Is belonging to your family a lie? Is that sense of belonging that we think comes with family, is it really true? Don't you find it interesting that there's a sense of belonging with your family, a sense of comfort, as Reba Jane was just saying in the chat room, a sense of comfortableness, while at the same time it can also, and for many of us, is also a place where we are judged and we have enormous expectations placed on us, right? It's supposed to be a place of endless love. You can always come home. Your family might say things to you like, we'll always be here for you. We'll always be here for you. You can always come home to your family. But but, but we'll judge you. And we'll nag you for not being who we think you should be. And we'll try to mold you into a certain kind of person. Oh, but don't worry. You'll always be welcome at home. I find it very interesting that we feel comfortable in our family and that for many of us, this is also the place where we feel the most judgment and the most amount of expectation placed on us. So what is this lie that we've been buying? Or are we just happy with being comfortable? Do we just want that sense of comfort? Yeah, and the familiarity of judgment. Thank you, Keisha, in the the chat room. Exactly. What is comfortable about judgment? Why do we feel like we belong to in our families when it's a place where we're often judged and have expect ah, the familiarity of judgment? Yeah, so cool. So, you know, just challenging this point of view about how family is the place where you belong. And if you buy that as true, if you hold on to it wholeheartedly, and then you're in your family and you're like, why the hell are these people judging the crap out of me? I belong here. Why is my family having all these expectations on me? Why is their love so conditional? But I belong here. This is family. This is where I'm supposed to belong. And so when we have this We're holding tight to this point of view that our family is where we belong and then at the same time feel enormously judged and have enormous amounts of projections and expectations placed on us. What kind of crap does that create in our world? And then do you end up just judging yourself? Because you're like, well, what the hell is wrong with me? Look, my family loves me. They tell me all the time. They welcome me home anytime. And they judge me and I hate it. But they're always here for me. (laughs) So... 
everything this is bringing up for you, all the places where you're in this like conflictual universe with belonging to your family while also feeling enormously judged by them and not in fact accepted, even though they're saying it with their words, can will you destroy and uncreate all of that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. So um, that thing that I just said is called the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. Um, it is a set of words that is short form for a whole bunch of different things. And the reason that we use it is that when a whole bunch of energy on a topic comes up, we can, I can I'll, I will say, I'll ask, will you destroy and uncreate it? And you can say yes. And the idea is that this will just blast all of that energy out of existence for you. If you need more information... Um, it actually has its own website. How cool is that? Theclearingstatement.com. You can go there and you can read all about exactly what all of those short forms mean. So talking about family and um, uh, the comfort of belonging to your family and some of the lies that might be hiding uh, underneath there. And there's also been some talk about hiding in the chat room. Um, just looking back, yeah, hiding kind of like a way for us to hide. Hiding in comfort, hiding in familiarity. There is a certain comfort to belonging. And so, what if it was okay to be uncomfortable? You know, what is it about comfort that we are holding on to so much? Why are we so afraid of being uncomfortable? What is that? And if we were willing to be uncomfortable, and if we were willing to not belong anywhere and be all of us, even if no one else saw us, even if no one else came along, no matter how uncomfortable that might be, what could we create in the world? What change could we create by being all of who we are without trying to belong somewhere and trying to adjust ourselves and cut off bits and pieces of ourselves? It doesn't really sound like fun. So it's um, time for another break. So uh, you are listening to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and today we're talking about belonging is separation. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The bars is the first class in access consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. 
the best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and today our show is called Belonging is Separation. So just in case you happen to stumble across this show and clicked play, of course, that's no coincidence. So what is it that you would like to change um, in regards to belonging? What comes up for you around belonging? And is it possible that trying to belong is actually creating more separation from yourself more separation for you, and also more separation between all of us um, in the world. So that's what we've been kind of playing with over the last, hmm, how long has it been? Half an hour. Um, and before we went to break, I was just talking about how I looked up belonging in etymology online and found some interesting definitions about owning, being owned, ownership, and um, going along with different energies. One is kind of like a following sheep-like energy. And there's some weirdness around being owned. I kind of, we didn't really look at it before we went to break, but it keeps like percolating in my universe again. Um, this thing about being owned, or being a possession and belonging to someone, being owned or possessed. What is that? Always trying to fit in. Yes. Okay. So um, when we were talking about, we started to, in the chat room starting to play with the idea of acknowledgement. So we were looking at what is it about belonging? Like what is it that we that we get from in an effort to try and belong? Like what is the underlying energy there? And we talked about it that it's comfortable. And also what seems to be coming up now is acknowledgement, validation, right? Um, if, if you belong to a group, it, it means that you're doing something right people who agree with your point of view, people who agree with what you like, right? I talked about in the beginning shifting from, you know, trying to fit in with the cool kids and then embracing my difference and then just shifting over and trying to fit in with the weirdos, you know, I'm still trying to fit in. It's just moving over to a different group. So, you know, how much are we looking for validation by trying to belong to some group? You know, how uncomfortable is it for you to be the absolutely the only one in the whole world knowing what you know like what would it be like if you had an amazing idea or an amazing knowing like it what is it that you know that no one else knows and what would it be like if you followed that knowing and you um, acknowledged what you knew and you you created with that and you ran with it and you created with it even if not even one single person agreed with you or thought you were your idea was cool or thought you were doing a good thing like what if everybody thought you were completely nuts would you be willing to honor yourself and honor what you know even if absolutely no one else gets it 
even if no matter how much you try to share it with the world, nobody gets it. And that's kind of what's coming up in the chat room. Um, you know, um, Reba um, Jane is just saying, lots has come up for me on the idea that I might allow myself to be seen and being okay if nobody acknowledges that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, would you be willing to be okay with everything that you are and everything that you be, even if absolutely no one acknowledge it? Is it enough if you acknowledge yourself? Could that be enough? What if you were willing to acknowledge you and acknowledge what you know, even if absolutely no one else does? And is there a lie that you've bought there that that means you're going to be alone? Because what if that's not true, right? What if acknowledging the difference that you be and what if acknowledging everything that you know, no matter who likes it or not, what if that's actually the thing that could create more for you and what if that's the thing that could create more communion and more unity and more oneness in this world your willingness to be unapologetically you no matter who even if not even not even a fly even acknowledges you what if that is what can change the world what if that's what can change your life what if the underlying message of well i have to accept the fact that i just might have to be alone if i choose that what if that's not true what if the total opposite is true, right? So we have this idea that if we are completely our own person and we're individual and no one else sees what we see and no one else knows what we know, then we just have to accept the fact that we just might have to be alone. And that might be the case, and it's cool if you're willing. So everywhere you're unwilling to be alone, to be the only one, to have no one else at all in the whole world that gets you, everywhere you're resisting that and everywhere you're unwilling to be that, would you destroy and create all that right and wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts boys and beyonds and what's the lie that you're buying about being alone what if it's just a lie what if it's not true that being all of you individual you're being your own true self is going to mean that you're going to be alone that no one could possibly get you it's one thing to be willing it's great to be willing but are you buying some lie underneath it there right awesome what other lies have we bought? Yes, what is the lie that you're buying about being alone? What if it's not true? In the meantime, you're hiding. You're hiding by trying to belong because you're buying a lie about being alone. All right, what else? What else is it about um, the underlying energy of the need to belong? Um, you know, belonging is such a limitation. I uh, There's another quote. I love scouring the internet for quotes, I swear. It just gives me such a opportunity to check out all the very interesting points of view that are out there. I read this quote called, um, my culture, Not the quote is not called, <laughs> the quote says, my culture is my identity and personality. It gives me spiritual, intellectual, and emotional distinction from others, and I'm proud of it. Okay, I'm sorry. Does anybody hear the complete and utter contradiction in that statement? <laughs> I'm going to read it again. My culture is my identity and personality. It gives me spiritual, intellectual, and emotional distinction from others, and I'm proud of it. Wait. <laughs> your culture is your identity and your personality. It gives you spiritual and intellectual, emotional distinction. How does identifying making your culture, your identity, and your personality give you distinction. I don't, maybe I'm not understanding it. I just, I don't get it. No. 
it might give that culture distinction from other cultures. And is it distinction or is it separation? Right? And, you know, then, I mean, separation itself is a lie. I mean, are we even really truly separate from each other? But the thing is, we keep push putting distance between each other by trying to belong to part cultures and races and religions and churches and if you identify with your culture and it gives you, it, it creates who you are, you don't have distinction from others. You're just part of the herd. Um, it shows, so shows you who you belong to so you can see where you don't belong. Yeah, that's cool, actually. Um, and, and actually, I think a lot of the uh, people tend to, um, kind of go that way it's like well it, it's like process of elimination right well I don't belong here and I don't belong here and I don't belong here and I don't belong here so I'm going to just slot myself in here and what happens when we start slotting ourselves places how much does that limit us um, there's again another quote sorry <laughs> I like quotes I probably belong to a type of composer of songs who keeps thinking about melody I'm old-fashioned so, wait a second. If you're a composer and you've decided that you belong to a type of composer of songs who keeps thinking about melody and that you're old-fashioned, is that limiting what you're creating? Yeah, just a little bit. So, how much is belonging a limitation? You know, you might be willing to break away from belonging to family and belonging to your current friends and then go and find people who get you. And trying to be around people who embrace you no matter what. But again, I ask you, ask yourself this question, would I actually be willing to go where absolutely no one else will go with me? Would I be willing to follow what I know, even if I am the only one who ever knows it? Even if everyone is telling me that I'm wrong, that I'm crazy, that I'm a dreamer? Would you be willing to be totally uncomfortable and commit to your life the way only you know it to be? You know, I, I being a, a being a nurse and being and also having a lot of interest in, you know, I'll call it metaphysics, but I mean, you know, when we start defining things, we start limiting. So, you know, I I I chose to go into nursing and to be a nurse and I also know that I have a really big capacity with bodies and I have explored the idea that, you know, I've always known that I have a capacity with bodies. I like to do, and you know, hands-on body work and I think when I was young, I didn't know what to do with that and so I, I like, I packaged it into what this reality knows and that's nurse. And so I spent many years you know, intense in leaner, learning nursing. And then as I started to look into things like Reiki and energy healing and body work and bars and access, um, I started to become super aware of something else that I knew. And so I really know that I don't belong to either of those groups because I can be all of it. I can, I can go to work and be a nurse and have knowledge about bodies and, you know, think with my brain about things that I studied and also question and and also be in the question about what else is possible and also question what we buy 
you know, like how much of what I learned in nursing school is just me buying somebody else's information. Like how much magic do we have in our bodies that no one's ever tapped into? It's really cool, actually. I really like that I have those two things going. Like I I have the medical background and I also know that bodies are magic. And I also know that I have that capacity with bodies. It's really cool. And for a long time, I tried to fit. It's like, okay, wait, where did I, do I fit? Like, am I the nurse or am I the woo-woo metaphysical energy worker? You know, like, and I, what if I don't have to belong to either of those? What if I can just be all of me? And what if I know what I know? What if I know what I know about modern medicine? And what if I know what I know about, you know, the magic of bodies? And what if those two things are not different, you know, Oh, we do so much separation. <laughs> we do so much separation and we try to belong and then we create more separation. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. So everything this is bringing up and everywhere we're mixing up separation and belonging and communion and trying to have community and bring the world together. But in an effort to do that, we're just creating more and more separation. And what the heck else is possible with this? Everything that's bringing up, well, you just trying to create it all. Right, wrong, good and bad. Pot and puck, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, you know, what do you know that no one else knows? And would you be willing to drop belonging to any kind of group, to any kind of people? What if you could tap into everything that this world has to offer, that this universe has to offer? What if you didn't have to belong? What if this thing that keeps being perpetuated in this world about the necessity of belonging is not true? We we learn this, we teach, you know, as a parent, like when I became a mom, I read so much about the need for children to have a sense of belonging. And you know, this thing that happens in adolescence where there's this, like, conflict between feeling the need to belong to your peer group while also exerting your independence. You know, like, and that's the struggle of adolescence, right? So you 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 want to be independent of your family, um, but you also want to belong to your family, but you also want to belong to your peers. And so, you know, it's very common, commonly, it's a very common held belief that, this is just, this is what adolescence is. This is the struggle of adolescence. But wait a second. What if it's not true? What if it's just a lie we're perpetuating? What if it's not true at all? So, you know, how can we change that with kids? Um, you know, how can we change that? I mean, I have a 12-year-old daughter and I see what's happening with that there, this this this, you know, desire to belong to her group. So how could we change this for kids? Well, what if we showed kids that it was okay to be uncomfortable? So is it like this teenage thing? Let's talk about this a little bit. This teenage angst about fitting in versus being independent. What if um, they're what if they're aware of the discomfort of all those structures falling away? Right. So you know when you're a kid and you thought everything was perfect and you thought your family was awesome. And then all of a sudden, did you ever get that sense of like, oh, my God, my family is not as great as I thought it was? Or, you know, like all of the structures started to crumble. And you're like, what the hell is the meaning of life? So what if when teenagers go through this, what if 
they're just that angst that we call, this conflict that we're naming it or labeling it to be. What if it's actually just their awareness of the discomfort of the structures falling away? And what could be different if we taught kids to embrace discomfort? What could be different if we taught kids to embrace discomfort? Because I sure as hell didn't learn to embrace discomfort, did you? Um, to get excited about discomfort, like how cool would it be if kids, if we could show kids to get excited about discomfort, to show them that um, they could know that discomfort was this great space of possibility and that there was a great um, space for creation opening up. You know, could that shift this whole teenage angst bullshit that we were buying into? What if it's just not true? What if this whole thing about needing to belong and that it starts in adolescence, what if it's a lie you bought? So everywhere you bought the lie of the need to fit in and how that's a basic element of human nature and that all, and you know, all the places that you started perpetuating that judgment that was placed upon you in your adolescent years and have continued it well into your life until today, would you like to destroy and uncreate all that? I would. <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Awesome. What if all of that was a lie? What if none of it was true? What if you're just super aware of the discomfort of all the structures falling apart? And you're trying to belong as you're scrambling of like, oh, I, I, this, this is uncomfortable. Let me find some comfort. Oh, I belong over here. Would you be willing to be totally uncomfortable? And how much space could that open up for you to create something totally different in your life? What if you could get excited about discomfort? What if you could celebrate discomfort instead of judging it? What if there was nothing to fix about discomfort? We teach kids to fix discomfort, right? We jump in and fix their discomfort right away. A guilty as charged right here. I do it all the time. <laughs> you know, we teach kids that discomfort needs to be fixed. Well, what if it didn't? And how much could we totally shift their point of view if we showed them that discomfort could be exciting? <sighs> wow, what a great conversation. I'm so grateful for all of you who are playing with me today and for all of you who have um, joined in the future to listen. I know you're contributing um, your energy to this topic. <sighs> so what else is possible besides belonging? What about allowance? You know, what is the difference between... what is doesn't it, do you know anyone who totally doesn't judge you? Can you think of a person who totally does not judge you? And how awesome that feels, that, that level of a total allowance. If you can't think of anyone who doesn't judge you, would you be willing to be that for yourself then? If you can't think of not even a single person who totally doesn't judge you. And I don't blame you if you don't, because we don't really do this very much in this reality. If you can't think of a single person who doesn't judge you, would you at least be willing to be that for yourself? So what if we've misidentified belonging with allowance, that amazing yumminess of being in the space with someone who totally doesn't judge you and has complete and utter allowance for anything you choose? What if that's what we desire instead of this thing that we've called belonging? And if we could seek that and and be amongst people who 
are totally not in judgment of ourselves. You know, how, how cool would that be? And if you can't find those people, what if you could be that for yourself? And how much could that change everything for you? Wow. So, um, I just wanted to invite you to um, the Messy Adventures in Living Facebook page if you haven't already been there. Um, I am on social media and I just wanted to let you know that if you're interested in more radio shows, I generally, I always create a Facebook event um, with the title of the show and I like to post um, little comments and little pictures and little images and quotes in there in the days leading up to the uh, live show or to the recording. So it's lots of fun to um, join me in there. I like to play in the Facebook event. So um, check me out on Messy Adventures in Living on Facebook. Um, thank you all again for being here today to talk about this um, this very interesting perspective, I think, on belonging. It's been a pretty new awareness for me too. And, you know, what, what if you could recognize and catch yourself everywhere you are trying to belong, even if it's to in belonging with the weirdos, you know? Um, and, would you be willing to, instead of looking at others in the group that you are trying to belong with and seeing how they're doing it, would you be willing to just do it your way, even if no one else is doing it your way? And even if no one else acknowledges the greatness that you're being, even if no one else can recognize it, would you be willing to be that different? Would you be willing to be that crazy one who changes the world? Would you be willing? I invite you to be willing to be all of you um, and to go forward and create your future even if no one else is going with you. Um, I'd like to invite more of that into my life. So everything that's not allowing us to go forward with everything that we be and to create with what we know unapologetically, even if no one else knows it, and even if the world thinks we're crazy, okay, will we please everything that does not allow that destroy and uncreate it all? Awesome. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So what else besides belonging would you like to talk about? I'm not sure what my show is going to be next week, but uh, I'm sure it'll be percolating over the next few days. In the meantime, if you have suggestions for uh, radio shows, feel free to send them to me, a Messy Adventures in Living um, on Facebook or uh, PetrinaFava.com. Um, have a great week, everyone, enjoying um, the difference that you be and how much could you change by being all of you without trying to fit in or belong anywhere. Until next week, goodbye. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.